Welcome to episode eight of the Self Care 101 podcast, where we talk about work life balance, mental health, and mindset. Thank you so much for listening today. On this episode, we're going to talk about being disappointed in yourself and how it becomes a cycle. Scientists say there's a neurological reason for the cycle of negative thinking we all sometimes fall into. The more emotional the situation, the stronger the memory will be. So what can you change about your behavior towards negative thought patterns so that you can put less pressure on yourself? Now we all struggle with negative thought patterns. This isn't something new and it's not exclusive to any of us. You know, we feel like oh, you know, you get really disappointed in yourself. Oh, I haven't achieved this by this point. And I'd set out to do this, but it hasn't happened. And oh, but I need to lose weight and I need to have that job and I need to buy that car and I need to buy that house. And I want that boyfriend. I want that girlfriend. I want children. I want this. And when these things don't happen, or should I say they don't happen in the timely fashion that you want them to happen, it starts making you get into those negative thought patterns and you start feeling really disappointed in yourself and I guess that contributes to those sorts of feelings of failure and not being able to be I guess the best person that you wanted to be or the person that you thought you would be but it's really important with anything especially if you do want to work on yourself, your self-development, to be able to catch yourself when you're falling into these negative thought patterns due to disappointment in yourself. Because that disappointment in yourself, if you're an adult, they're likely templates that you've received as children, somewhere, you know, somewhere along the line, your parents, your guardians, they said, this is what you need to do. This is how you need to be. This is what life should look like for you. And then when you're an adult, you're like, huh, okay, my life doesn't look like that. And then we're fed information via society, internet, capitalism, that tells us that we need to be doing a certain amount of things or doing certain things by a certain time. And you know what? Life isn't like that. There's no cookie cutter approach. It's a nice idea to think that, you know, you study, you work, you get your partner, you have kids, nice house, car, I don't know, whatever it is that you feel conditioned by society to feel like you should be doing. But actually, do you want it? (laughs) You know, it's really difficult to answer that question because the templates that we receive as kids don't change much as we get older. So it gets quite conflicting to really decide what you actually want. And then when you're not getting those things or you may not be getting them in a timely fashion, you kind of get into this zone of negative thinking. Is it going to happen to me? When's it going to happen to me? Why can't I do this? Why am I such a bad person? Why am I so ugly? Why am I so this, that and the other? And And essentially, it's not going to help you, okay? It's not actually going to help you get to those things that you want. It's not going to help you achieve those things. You know that. I'm not talking to unintelligent people here. You all know that. You've read enough quotes. You've seen enough on the net. You know, watched how many Jay Shetty videos. You know that the negative thinking is not going to help you in the long term. And being disappointed in yourself, even more so, is not going to help you. 
it makes me really sad when people are disappointed in themselves because on the outside of it, I'm looking at them going, dude, if you could see what I see, you would be so proud of yourself and you'd be just, oh my gosh, just unstoppable. There's just so much in everybody and we don't see it. And something I do on my retreats is I do an exercise that's about what you like about each other. And I do this usually about 24 hours in because it's always interesting to see what people pick up about other people in a short space of time. And it's just a quick way to just reset thinking, just to quickly get you into the state of I am enough and I do have good attributes and oh my God, they saw this about me. I always hoped that people would see that about me. And those are your first impressions to strangers effectively. It's a really effective task and I carry it on throughout a retreat because every day you get to know each other more. You might have one-on-one conversations with each other and stuff. And that really helps people start filling their cup up a little bit about themselves, look at their lives and see, actually, I've done quite a lot to be proud of. And yeah, sure, I don't have the partner yet, or I'm not where I want to be in my career yet. But actually, there's a whole host of things that I have done but I haven't stopped to really appreciate those things. I haven't looked at myself as a person to see what I like about me and think that actually what I like about me is also part of success and what I want life to look like. So it's something that I would talk to you about one-on-one as well as on a retreat, but I think it's a really helpful exercise and something you can easily do with people around you as well. Let's get into it a little bit. Now, I like to use a bit of science. I am a conscious connection between the mind, body and soul, but I like to use science as well just to back up some of the stuff that I say. And scientists have said that there is a neurological reason for the cycle of negative thinking that we all sometimes fall into. Now, when the amygdala, part of the brain, believed to play a key role in emotions, when that becomes aroused, it remains in that state for a long time. At the same time, a memory of the situation becomes imprinted on the brain. The more emotional situation, the stronger the memory will be. Now, over time, specific memories become attached to certain emotions. Now, this is the important bit, and this is where, when I'm talking to you about templates, This is what I'm talking about. For example, when you're feeling nervous, it may bring back the memory of being, I don't know, say fired from a job, but it could have been years ago that you were fired from this job. And the feeling is perpetuated. Now, this can continue a bit too long. And that's what they call flooding. And every negative event you've experienced, that then just comes to mind. And suddenly it's all really overwhelming and you don't really have a grasp of the situation. The process probably evolved to help us survive and prepare us for the worst. So as negative thinking, emotions ring alarm bells and they demand attention and they alert us that something's wrong. So the body then produces fight or flight hormones and we feel really tense. Now that makes sense in terms of you know, being our primal selves and the fear of a lion coming to kill us. But we're not in those situations. So we need to be aware of how our brain is processing these negative thoughts, where they're coming from, and how to actually get out of this 
thought pattern, especially when it comes to disappointment, because if you're going to constantly feel disappointed in yourself, that spiral downwards in negative thinking is really hard to come back from because it feeds so much of the things that you need within yourself to be able to get anything you want in life. So it's going to feed your self-esteem, your self-confidence in a negative way, and it's not going to let you progress at the pace that you want to progress or even by achieving the things that you set out to achieve in your life. So it's really, really important to get a grip, to get some level of grasp on negative thought patterns and how to get yourself out of them. Now, pessimism is something that actually can be helpful to some people. So it's they tend to be more, people who are pessimistic, they tend to be more resourceful and they can plan for various situations or outcomes. But what I would say there is be careful that it's pessimism and not negative thinking. So let me talk about my house. Um, Dwayne, my husband, he is pessimistic. He's always been pessimistic. And it really conflicts in our house because I'm a dreamer and I'm someone who believes that anything is possible. And anything we want to do. So we are looking to move to Spain in a few years. It's a kind of five year plan. And he is pessimistic in the sense that Pooja, if you keep going on holidays, if we keep spending money on nice things, we're not going to get to Spain. And I'm like, we'll get to Spain. We just have to work hard and earn more money and save for that deposit. We'll be fine. We'll get to Spain. But he's like, babe, I'm trying to fulfill the dream here, but we've got to look at life realistically. So his pessimism although annoying to me sometimes, (laughs) it can actually prove to be quite useful because they're being resourceful and they're finding ways of managing situations and preparing for them. So pessimism has its place. I struggle with it. I don't like to be pessimistic at all. Like I say, I believe that anything is possible with just a little bit of hard work. So have a think about that within yourself as well. Do you feel like you're pessimistic or or actually negative thinking? Because they're, they're quite different. Negative thinking is usually something that you can't get out of quickly. And you can go days and days in this funk of negativity, which obviously I don't want you to do. So let's see about so how we can break the cycle. So how could you break the cycle of disappointment in yourself? That's a big question. (laughs) How can you break the cycle of disappointment in yourself? Well, because I'm here to help. First of all, you need to give yourself a break. Okay, now this is me coaching you in terms of, say, like a sports coach. Give yourself a break. You do. You're more likely to help yourself if you're not putting so much pressure on yourself. Okay, I'm sure you, you, whatever you're doing, you're doing it. You're doing the best with the resources that you have. So relax, just relax, take a minute and think about where this disappointment is coming from. Why are you feeling so much pressure towards yourself and feeling disappointed in yourself? Now, I would say here, write it down, write it down, write down whatever it is you're feeling disappointed about. There's something about writing it down. Uh, Obviously, you'll hear it in other episodes. The reason why I suggest you write it down is because when you put it to paper, 
and you actually look at it and you make your list of things that you're disappointed about in yourself. It might feel like a miserable task to do, but actually when you do it, you can start seeing what the actual things are that are bothering you then rather than it just staying in your mind. Because when it's in your mind, it's just a bunch of thoughts that are cloudy that you haven't given any attention to really. And then they all just add up to be something massive when they probably aren't as big as you think. And the next bit after writing it down, I'd ask you then, what can you change or affect differently on that list? So if you're disappointed about where you are in your career, you could say, well, what am I actually doing to, you know, change that? Because you can't moan about your career, your job, and not actually do anything about it. That's just moaning for the sake of moaning. So you're obviously going to be disappointed in yourself because you're not doing anything to change it. You've got to find ways of changing things. And then when you get into that negative thought pattern, it's easier to break away from it. So I want to give you a little example. I am very strangely, and I mean this, I'm re- it's bizarre, but at the moment I'm feeling really, really down. I'm actually feeling really down. I've got so much good happening around me right now, so much good, but I'm strangely down. Now, last week I launched this podcast and I was filled with so much fear and anxiety and nerves and excitement all at the same time. I had no idea which feeling was which. All I knew was the podcast was launching and I really wanted someone to listen to it. Now, I've been lucky enough to have received over a hundred listens of my podcast in just four or five days when I looked at the stats. And again, that should make me feel amazing. I should be so proud of myself. This is really exciting. But I'm not. Now, I'm appreciative of everybody listening to it. My God, trust me, I am. But in myself, I'm feeling a bit meh. Now, what's really getting me, and I did this exercise myself, which is why I thought this might be a nice podcast to do this week is that I started to write down what was up, what's going on, why am I feeling so disappointed? And I realized that my health was supposed to be my number one priority this year. And we've got three months-ish, two and a half months left of the year. And I feel like I've gone through another year since I had my baby feeling disappointed in myself for not achieving my health goals. And I'm not looking at everything else that I've achieved because (laughs) why would you do that? You know, let me wallow in my self-pity. That's what I want to do. So I've wallowed in my self-pity, but I cannot within myself, I cannot end this year without having made a really conscious, almost aggressive effort towards my health. That's how I am. So I'm not, I'm not advocating this. I'm just giving you an example, but within myself, I really can't end this year without doing something aggressive towards my health. And the reason why my health hasn't been my priority is because in equal measure, my business, my coaching practice has also been my priority this year. So I set myself two massive goals (laughs) for a year, massive, without really thinking it through in its realism. 
I didn't anticipate the amount of stress and exhaustion that the business would bring. I thought, well, it's just me working, essentially. I've worked all my life. I know what that looks like. But actually, having your own business is a very different level of stress because you are responsible for bringing that revenue in, that money in. And it's a very different dynamic. So I didn't realize that that was having such a massive effect on me. Now, what I did was I reviewed what's been working for me in the past with regards to my health. And when I'm talking about my health, I'm specifically talking about losing weight and managing my stress and also moving more because, well, moving more and managing stress kind of work hand in hand, but just putting that back in. Since my dog passed away in 2017, I haven't moved as much as I used to. And I'm very aware of that. So it was it was a really good exercise to do because it allowed me to review what has been working for me in the past and trying to bring it to today with my new variables. So my child is a new variable. My working from home is a new variable. Pressures to buy a house, the business, money. Those are all new variables that I didn't have previously when I had succeeded in losing weight. So I had to make a brand new plan, I guess, is the best way of putting it, to actually achieve these health goals. And I'm not looking to be a size 10 by the end of the year, but I need to get myself in a place where I stop feeling so disappointed in myself. Because yes, I'm not achieving everything that I want with my health, but it is happening. I have actually lost weight this year. I've lost almost two stone this year. So that means that I have been doing it, (laughs) but I guess I haven't achieved the goal in the time frame that I wanted to achieve it. So I'm now creating these feelings of disappointment. And then on the other side of that, I've got so many other amazing things happening. My Spain retreat was amazing. I met some incredible people who actually I can see as friends down the line. So that's amazing. I was able to help people. I've launched this podcast. I've been, you know, nervous about doing this, but I've done it. And I've been trying to improve relationships and oh, just so many things, which are so much more than the disappointment that I'm feeling about my health goals. Now, being overweight for me, that is a manifestation of stress. Now, I know that. Oh my gosh, I know that. So I need to manage stress. I need to eat right, move more, and the rest is going to come. Now, that's a fact, a fact. So that's what I did when I was reviewing what on earth was going on with me. Why was I feeling so disappointed in myself? I was able to look at those things because essentially what I was thinking was I've launched this podcast. I've done a really big goal here and, you know, put myself out there and all the nerves, anxiety, fear, et cetera, that come with that. But yet I haven't achieved something in essence, I would see as more simple, which is the health because I've done it before. So I know I can do it. So coming back to you, the best way to manage negative thought patterns is to stop them in their tracks as soon as you recognize them. Because if you keep staying in the place of disappointment, nothing and no one can get you through it except for you. So it begins to be a choice. And if you've listened to other podcasts, you'll hear that I talk about everything that we want to change is a choice. And it's true, it becomes a choice. Now, what would happen if you stayed in a state of disappointment? This is a good question to ask. What would happen if you stayed in a state of disappointment? Answer it truthfully. 
When you answer that question, you can then go on to say, how would that allow you to live the way you want to live? How would that allow you to live the way you want to live? So if I stayed in a state of disappointment about myself, not losing the weight, that's going to just keep making me feel disappointed and miserable. Do I want to be miserable? Is that what I want my life to look like? Well, no. For me, I don't want to be a miserable person. I want to be happy. I want to enjoy life. So that means that I do need to look at ways to affect what's happening, affect what is actually making me feel disappointed in myself. Because if you don't want to live like this and you want to break this pattern, you've got to choose to change it. And as I say a lot, make small adjustments a week at a time. And then after that week, review that time frame, review what happened in it, how you felt. And if you feel good about it, then you're onto a winning formula. And if you don't, you may need to tweak a few things, but that's also okay. I mean, that's the coaching process. It's okay. Life's going to come in the way. You've got to assess things, change it, adjust. That's all okay. But move forward. Take a step forward. Every step you take forward is a step closer to feeling free of these disappointed feelings. And remember, these are coming from various different places, various templates, various experiences in your life, which are also important to recognize so that you can consciously move forward. And you know what? Authentically, because it's all well and good that I say, oh, you should think more positively and, you know, life is your oyster. But that's not realistic. If that's not the way you think the way you intrinsically think, that's not going to be authentic to you. So it has to be authentic to you, make sense to you and be something that you can actually sustain. You know, when you recognize some negative thought patterns towards disappointment in yourself, can you actually sustain the changes that you need to make so that you stop feeling that way? Thank you so much again for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, then please subscribe to the Self Care 101 podcast. For more tips and tricks, head over to my website, franklycoaching.com, or for daily inspiration, you can follow me on the socials at Frankly Coaching. Talk to you soon.